Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this episode, we look at the blueprint for behavior change. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and today, more than ever before, there is an intense focus on self-improvement culture. And this isn't necessarily new. There's always been a steady increase in the desire to change one's life, but things have escalated over the last few years. In fact, in 2020, the personal development industry was home to about $39.9 billion in spending across products like seminars, books, courses, coaches, and apps. Now, by 2027, recent market research studies have found this number will balloon to $56.9 billion in spending. That is a massive increase in a relatively short period of time. But the speed of expansion hasn't come cheap. With that increase in interest comes an increase in the extremes as well. For example, the old adage of eat well to be healthy has been replaced by weight loss journeys with the express goal of looking good naked or getting fit for beach season. Change is no longer about how to live a healthy, fulfilling life. Now, it's all about achieving specific outcomes at whatever the cost. Now, this fast fashion approach to personal development naturally leads to an increase in scammy products, fit tees that don't work, and people working hard to fit into a culture that is perfectly curated for Instagram. But here's the bad news. There's nothing we can do about this. This has played out over and over again across any number of industries. And once it starts, there's no putting the toothpaste back in the container. So what can we do? Well, we can counter it. And that's what I want to do today. If you're listening to this and you've wanted to change some area of your life, but maybe you've been struggling, I want to take things back to the basics. Rather than giving you some cool life hack you can apply to your life right now, I want to give you a very basic model for creating change in your behaviors overall. 
That way, you can use it to create your own change without getting distracted by all of the nonsense out there. What I want to share is called the FOG behavior model and the process of behavior design. The name comes from Stanford professor B.J. Fogg, who is known for his work in persuasive tech design with a goal of helping people change their behavior. He is quite literally a behavioral scientist who has spent years doing research at Stanford to boil down the building blocks of behavior. Now, I recently learned about this model from his book, Tiny Habits, and while it's all stuff I've naturally been doing for years, and so have you, in fact, seeing it written out and explained has been a powerful addition to my own toolkit for behavior change. And that's what I want to share with you in this episode. But before we jump into the rest of the episode, I want to let you know about an awesome free challenge I'm putting on here at Tiny Leaps. From May 12th to May 31st, I'm going to be presenting a free meditation challenge. It's super simple. Sign up, show up every day for 20 days and do a five minute meditation each day. And you are not only going to build an awesome new habit of meditating, you're also going to be entered for a chance to win prizes. Pretty cool, right? Not only do you get the habit that'll serve you for the rest of your life, not only do you get the support and the prompts required to build that habit, but you also have a chance to win prizes. So if you want to learn more, head over to tlbc.co slash challenge or click the link in the description of this episode. I want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor, Blinkist. It can be hard to find the time to sit down and learn. It's not easy when social media is designed to be addictive. Well, there's an app for that. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is for those of us who want to learn but don't have the time. They take the key ideas from over 4,000 nonfiction bestsellers in more than 27 categories and turn them into 15-minute text and audio clips that help you learn the core concepts quickly. Use the Blinks to get into a topic fast or find new topics that interest you. You can even use Blinkist to get the key ideas from some of your favorite podcasts. I like Blinkist because I consume a lot of information for this podcast and it's tough to get through everything. Blinkist makes it easy to cut out the fluff and get exactly what I need. And Blinkist has a special offer just for Tiny Leaps listeners. Go to Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps to start your free seven-day trial and get 25% off a Blinkist premium membership. Two books I'd recommend is Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker and Start With Why by Simon Sinek. So head over to Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps to get 25% off and a seven-day free trial. One question I think it's important to start with here is this. Why is changing our behaviors so difficult in the first place? Now, there can be any number of reasons for this, but a few major ones are our beliefs. For example, thinking I'm just not capable of change, whether consciously or subconsciously, can play a major role in holding us back. And so can our attitudes, like if we regularly give up on difficult things and say, I just don't want to do this anymore. Truthfully, perseverance is a skill set that needs to be developed. So if this is weak, it can be hard to maintain change. And it could also be that we're maybe addicted to the bad behaviors. After all, it's hard to break the habit of any routine or pattern once it becomes predictable and comfortable, even if it isn't healthy for us. But just because it's difficult to create change doesn't mean it's impossible. 
This is where the idea for Tiny Leaps originally came from. By just focusing on the small things we can do each day in the direction of what we want, we can start creating long-term change. And this has worked incredibly well in my own life. And based on the messages you send me on Instagram, I think it's worked for you as well. And here's why. Because small actions can build momentum. They make it easier to start, kind of like a key component for building momentum, the actual starting piece. Many experts believe that it just takes one small win to motivate yourself to keep going. Taking small actions that are easily achievable and experiencing the wins from it can motivate you to take those bigger actions later on and give you the confidence to take those bigger actions. And of course, the more you do something, the easier and less uncomfortable it becomes to keep doing it. Small actions make it possible to keep showing up and start to demystify what used to feel huge and overwhelming and impossible. Also, small actions smash through limiting beliefs or bad attitudes. It's hard to think, I'm not capable of that, when the action is so tiny that a child would be capable of it. It's also hard to think, I don't want to do this anymore, when the action is easily achievable and takes very little time from you. So by embracing the power of tiny leaps, we enable ourselves to take advantage of all of the benefits that come with thinking smaller than we normally would. Now, this is the foundation of my podcast. And as it turns out, it's also what BJ Fogg suggests with his Fogg behavior model. The Fog Behavior Model, or FBM, is a framework that was developed to help design persuasive technologies. It's also known as the Technology Behavior Impact Model, and it was originally proposed by BJ Fogg in 2003. The goal of this model is to help designers make technology more engaging and effective. The idea was simple. By analyzing the different drivers of behavior, BJ Fogg could then build a model for influencing behavior and work with technology companies to help build products that can have positive effects on people's lives. When applied on a personal level, though, to our own lives, it can have some powerful effects. The Fog Behavior Model is designed to help individuals change their behavior. It posits that there are three main components to determine whether or not we take any behavior. Represented by his model, B, or behavior, equals M-A-P. Now, the M stands for motivation. This component focuses on your level of motivation for doing something. Put simply, do you want to do it or not? How much do you want to do it? Are you motivated by doing the thing itself or by some reward or result you may get from doing it? One major point that Fogg makes throughout his book is that motivation is actually the last place to look when trying to change a behavior. Now, as I've said on this podcast before, motivation is shockingly unreliable and it's ridiculously inefficient. Trying to change your behavior with motivation is like hammering a nail with the back end of a screwdriver. Could it work? Sure. Technically, it's possible. Will it work all the time? Absolutely not. Will the back of the screwdriver sometimes just straight up shatter because you're trying to make it do something it wasn't designed for? Yeah, that's going to happen. Motivation's main role in changing behavior is in helping us understand what it is we want and why we want it so that we can guide the rest of our process. It'll come in handy sometimes, but if you rely on it, you're asking to fail. Now, the A in that B equals MAP, the A stands for ability. 
This component is about identifying the resources and capabilities of an individual to change their behavior. The more assets or skills that someone has, the higher their ability to do a behavior. And in this case, assets refer to more than just money. Of course, it includes money, but it also refers to time, energy, space, and any number of other things that might inhibit or allow the ability to take a specific behavior. Think of it this way. You might be highly motivated to eat a salad for lunch today, but if your fridge is empty, your ability to do it would be near zero. Similarly, you might want to work out today, but your day may be packed to the brim with absolutely no time to do anything. Now, for fans of this show, you can think of ability as what I usually refer to as context. When I say personal development is personal and you need to get a good understanding of your specific situation, usually by doing a life audit before setting goals blindly, this is what I mean. You need to choose activities that you are actually able to do by looking at the situation or the context that you find yourself in. And then the P in that B equals MAP, it stands for prompts. This component is about the triggers that remind people to change their behavior. They might be external or internal, depending on what you're focused on and which tools you're using to achieve it. To get a better idea of prompts, you can think of push notifications from apps. The urge to eat when you're hungry. Yes, hunger is a prompt as well. So is the feeling of needing to go to the bathroom. That is a prompt. Something as simple as putting your toothbrush back when you finish brushing your teeth is also a prompt. It's something you've done every single time you've brushed your teeth. It's something that happens regularly and it can be used as a prompt. This is how habit stacking ends up working. So according to BJ Fogg, B or behavior is equal to M or motivation plus A or ability plus P or prompt. When you combine these three, you produce a behavior of some kind. However, there's one missing piece here, and that is the action line. According to Fogg, the action line is the line above which a behavior will occur if prompted. In other words, if you are above the action line for a particular behavior and you receive a prompt in that moment, you will do the behavior, or at least you're more likely to do the behavior. If you're below the action line for that behavior and are prompted, you won't do it. As far as whether or not we are above the action line, it comes down to a combination of motivation and ability. If we are very able to accomplish something, meaning it's easy for us to do, then we don't need much motivation to get over that action line. On the other hand, if we are very motivated to do something, we may be able to do it even without it being very easy. This is where the idea of tiny leaps can come into play. When trying to create change in our behavior, it's important to consider where we are on the action line. Many of us focus on doing things that aren't impossible to do, but do still require a bit of motivation and a bit of ability. These end up somewhere in the middle of the action line, and when motivation is there... Like when you first set the goal, it becomes possible, if prompted, to take the action. But this approach puts too much weight on motivation, and so it often produces inconsistent behavior. This is why you can't seem to stay consistent with the things that you're trying to do, because you're cycling back and forth between being above the action line and being below the action line, depending on what your motivation is that day. So what if instead we focused all of our attention on tasks that were incredibly easy to accomplish 
Behaviors so small that they require almost no motivation to make happen. Naturally, if we follow the fog behavior model, this would lead to more consistent action, which would then give us access to all of the benefits we talked about earlier. Easy, right? So now you have a solid model for changing any behavior you want. If you want to successfully complete a diet, then you can use the ideas here to design your own context that makes the change inevitable. The same can be said for if you want to build a new habit, if you want to save money, if you want to be a better parent or really anything else that requires a change in behavior. It's certainly not going to be easy but it is reliable. It is a process that we can use. And that's the most important part of driving long-term change. That's all I've got for you today. Thank you so much. I know this was a little bit of a longer episode, but it's such an incredibly important topic. I wanted to give it the space that it requires to, to really dive into it. Before we go, I do want to remind you I am putting on a free meditation challenge from May 12th to May 31st. All you have to do to sign up is head over to tlbc.co slash challenge and you'll get the email once the challenge actually launches. That's tlbc.co co slash challenge it's 20 days five minutes of meditation every day we're going to be sending out prompts we're going to send out some guided meditations we're going to help you build a meditation habit over the course of 20 days and if you participate you'll be entered for a chance to win awesome prizes so head over to tlbc.co slash challenge or click the link in the description of this episode thank you again for being here thank you for your patience and remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day